0: she's tori and he's nick and this is i want to rewatch
1: an x-files adjacent podcast
0: scooby-doo where are you season two
1: episode two mystery mask mix-up in this episode while in san francisco with the gang daphne buys a golden mask in a curio shop Later, they learn the mask was stolen many centuries ago from the crypt of a Chinese warlord. But when Daphne is kidnapped by the zombie henchmen of the ghostly warlord to retrieve the mask, the gang sets out to rescue her and solve the mystery. Ooh.
0: I mean, based just on this, I'm like thinking like Scooby-Doo Gremlins crossover. Like go into a little Mm -hmm. curio shop, buy something weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Its original air date was Saturday, September 19th, 1970.
0: So we have our second season opening sequence, and then we have our episode title card. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? In mystery mask mix-up with a little animated gang running underneath the title. And then it's night, and we see a huge Chinese pagoda shrouded in fog. Ooh. And as we zoom closer, bats fly of the top level. Wah, 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 wah. And they're actually the same bats that are using the opening sequence flying across the screen. And then inside, we see there's a huge statue of, like, the Buddha. And then there's a brazier in front, and it's filled with green fire. (sniffs) It lights the room. Green fire is new, and green fire is kind of awesome, honestly. So we have two figures in black and dark gray, and they are kneeling and bowing before the fire and the statue. And then the fire flares up and then disappears, and it's replaced by a figure in a white hooded robe with green trim and a little Chinese-style hat. And only his eyes are visible in the blackness that is inside the hooded area. So we can't see his face at all. And the figure speaks and says, The mask of Zen Tuo must be returned to the temple. And then in unison, the two figures stand up and they're like, We hear and obey. And they lift up their hooded heads to reveal ghostly white faces honestly kind of look almost like aliens because they got like angled black eyes and almost like non-existent noses, just like little nostril slits, Mm -hmm. and then like slits for mouths, but apparently those must be zombie faces, so. Then we cut to a small, less haunted-looking and brightly colored pagoda-style building that is actually part of a cityscape. There's fireworks bursting in the sky. and Then we see a Chinese dragon in a parade, and there's firecrackers that can be heard basically non-stop because it's a Chinese New Year parade.
1: Yeah. Very exciting. So among a crowd of what looks like mostly Chinese people that are actually all part of the background, so they're not really animated, they're just kind of like standing there, Velma, Daphne, and Fred say how great this Chinese New Year parade is. And Fred asks Shaggy what he thinks of the dragon, because the dragon's coming past. But Shaggy can't see it because Scooby's actually sitting on his shoulders to get a better view, and his paws are over Shaggy's eyes. So Shaggy's like, hey, it's my turn to sit on your shoulders, Scoob. So he tries to shrug Scooby off, but Scooby clings on and then Shaggy loses his balance. And so they kind of go back and forth in front of the crowd because like now like he's off balance and he's like wavering and, you know, doing that thing where you run and try and catch your balance kind of. And then we get some of the people who are also in the crowd. Finally, they're animated and they're reacting to what's going on and like watching Scooby and Shaggy almost fall over. And then Shaggy and Scooby crash into an alley full of garbage cans. And Fred, Daphne, and Velma watch the drama, and Daphne says, oh, looks like this parade's getting dangerous. And Velma's like, yeah, let's go look through some of the curio shops. It'll be safer.
0: So in my head canon, when Velma's like, yeah, let's go look through some curio shops, she's actually saying, yeah, let's get dangerous. Because Daphne's dangerous (laughs) and Darkwing Duck, and so...
1: I say that to myself all the time. I'm always <laughs> like, okay, let's get It's just the perfect transition.
0: Daphne's like, this looks like it's getting dangerous. And Velma's like, yeah, let's get dangerous. It's just, that would be perfect. But <laughs> it would, yeah. I, so, And I don't know if, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last time when we were talking about the opening sequence. And I mentioned how, like, the second episode, the one that we're talking about today, had, like, way more than its fair share of, like, new slots in the opening sequence. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just, I just realized now that the sequence with the garbage cans is in this episode, too. I didn't realize that before. Yeah. It actually has, like, four slots out of, like, ten. Well, actually, if you count the house, there's ten new slots. If you don't count the house in the beginning, there's nine slots where they change things. It's got four of them. That is crazy.
1: Yeah, I wonder if maybe this is one of the first ones that they animated and so they had maybe. Like, more stuff to pull from it. I or mean, it
0: could be because the Mr. Hyde and the Creeper and the Tiki Witch Doctor are all that more like painterly style where it's actually not part of the show thing. It's where they do like a special version of like they did with like, you know, Elias Kingston and like Charlie the Robot when they like focus in on them. So it could be it because these are definitely the ones from this episode are all definitely like animated scenes. Whereas, like I said, Mr. Hyde and the Creeper and the Tiki guy and like those other ones are all like painterly ones. So that could be because they haven't been animated yet. Although Hyde was the first one. So you think they would have some of that. But yeah, I don't know. But it is weird that this one has so many in the sequence. So then we see a sparkling golden lion mask with a large red jewel in its forehead. And there's a shopkeeper holding it up. And he wonders if they would be interested in buying it. And they is the gang. The gang is in his shop. And Fred is like, nah, clown faces are my bag. Which
1: I just love the idea (laughs) that like Fred collects clown faces. I just, I need to see his bedroom. (laughs) Right? Like I need to see that. But anyway, it doesn't come up now.
0: Yeah. But Daphne likes it. She thinks it's groovy. And she says she'll buy it. Because we know Daphne has money. Uh She's going to buy this golden mask with like a giant ruby in in its head. So, yeah. Shaggy says it looks like Daphne is trying to scare up a couple of new boyfriends, and then he and Scooby laugh. Daphne does not laugh and does not think it's funny. And then Velma's like, Come on, you clowns, let's go get something to eat. And Shaggy says, Food is his favorite hobby? And Scooby says, Yes, his too.
1: Me too. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like when I go on vacation, I'm like, All right, where are all the places we're going to eat? That's what matters most. I don't know.
0: And, I guess, and apparently they're on vacation. So
1: yeah, they are. Yeah. They're in San Francisco, which has so many good places to eat. Holy crap. Like San Francisco's got so well, many no, great they're restaurants. They're not leaving
0: Chinatown.
1: Chinatown has great restaurants. There are some yeah. great things. There. I mean, I wasn't I saying that as a bad thing. It
0: just seems like everything is is Chinatown focused in this episode.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, they do end up on the wharf at one point. but
0: that's They it. do. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that Shaggy should mention that Daphne's trying to scare up a couple of new boyfriends. Because as the gang leaves the shop from the front in a dark alley next to the shop, we see 2O zombie henchmen standing in the alley. There's two of them Mm -hmm. we are new boyfriends. Who knows? (laughs) And they enter the rear of the shop and they find the shopkeeper inside doing like his books. And they demand the golden mask. And the shopkeeper says, I no longer have it. It was just purchased by a young girl. And the henchmen are like, "Then we will find her. So, (laughs)
1: yeah. So as the gang walks to get some food, Shaggy says the first thing he's going to order is a chop suey malt, which... I don't know what that is, doesn't sound good to me. But Scooby thinks it sounds good because he licks his lips and he's like, Me too.
0: I'm just surprised it didn't have chocolate in it.
1: Well, I'm sure it probably will at some
0: point. Maybe it's a chocolate malt. Maybe yeah, or something. Yeah.
1: But then their path is blocked by the zombie henchmen of Zen 20. And the gang all shout, Ghosts! And everyone ducks behind Velma.
0: Yeah, so back to our last episode with the whole ghost thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Defiant, but with the tremble in her voice, Bum asks who are you as the rest of the gang kind of pop their heads out from behind her. And Fred's like, what do you want? And they say they want the mask. And Shaggy says with faces like that, they should get two. but Daphne clutches her purchase. And she says it belongs to her now. And they can't have it. And they're like, then we will take it. Well, so Velma tells Scooby to make like a watchdog and Scooby gulps. But then he runs over and he growls and he does some airboxing. So, you know, he's being an intimidating dog. But unfortunately the henchmen are not impressed or intimidated at all. So Scooby tries to flex his muscles but then the muscles deflate and he like sheepishly laughs. (laughs) And then he runs into a Chinese laundry and there's some racist Chinese sound effects that I guess are I don't really know. Is Scooby arguing with the person who runs the laundry
0: yeah apparently scooby can speak chinese or what we're made to think is chinese because it's all that kind of just like made up like
1: right well there's not even
0: yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah not good but scooby comes out of the shop with a steam press and he uses the steam to make a smoke screen so the gang can escape
0: yeah and they do because then they end up at a place with a sign that says a fong oriental art And inside, Velma says that since Mr. Fong is the only Oriental art dealer in town, she figured he might be able to tell them what's the mystery behind the mask that Daphne bought. And he says Velma is right. He does know the mystery. He says the golden mask was stolen many centuries ago from the crypt of the great warlord, Zen Tuo. Now his ghost has returned to claim the mask. And Daphne's like, but who are those two hooded horribles? And Fong says they are his emissaries of the living dead. And Shaggy's like, you mean zombies? And Song is like, yes. <laughs> and then so Shaggy and Scooby look at each other and they gulp. And then Fong gives him a friendly warning. As long as the mask is in their possession, they are in grave danger. He <gasps> says danger! So
1: yeah. Yeah, he's got a bit of that uh
0: Kung Fu theater kind of yeah, that's, dubbing that would action be, going
1: on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's commercial.
1: Yeah. So Obviously, Oriental is a term that we don't use anymore. Some people would say it's racist. I'm a white person. I'm not going to make that call. It feels racist to me, but I mean, I'm not an expert on that, but it's not really a term that's currently in use.
0: Yeah. Although there is some pushback on it and actually from people of like Chinese and Korean and Japanese origin who think that it's not. And it's like, it's a describer. It's like saying you're from whatever. So, I mean, but again neither of us are Asian, right i
1: mean so yeah it means from the orient but like who knows i mean i think the problem is that it just tends to be used in things <laughs> that are racist or in a racist way and that might be more of the issue
0: yeah that was when the term came about it came about during like the late 1800s and the early 1900s when it was exoticizing the other cultures that kind of thing so it kind of has a lot of baggage that mm-hmm. necessarily isn't racist. Like, like, no one is running around calling people Orientals, and it's a slur, right? I mean, you know, they're using other words, and so it's one of those things. And so I, I do have an article that I link to from the LA Times where it's actually, like, people of Asian heritage who are, like, academics and other people who are talking about how they think it's actually, you know, it's a lot of white people who think it's racist and not necessarily they do. And so, you know, sometimes that happens. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I'm definitely not an expert on it. It's not a term that I would probably choose to use because I don't really know and I don't want to
0: <laughs> Well I also think it's one of those ones where like if if you wanna be like official about it, like there are like you use it to describe certain things and then you don't use it to describe people. Basically, right, like, it's, exactly. Like it's for it's for architecture, it's for um i think i'm trying to remember if art is one of the things that like, architecture is kind of art so i'm thinking art is one of the things when you it technically is used because it's actually like a, that term but you don't say like someone is oriental is like it's where, right. it's where the thing is but then that would again, make sense. There are a lot of people are like you know they don't feel that as a slur they feel the, all the other things they get called on a daily basis as a slur right so, yeah but
1: yeah, well, that's not the worst offense this episode is going to have anyway. So oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. So as they drive through Chinatown, Fred asks if they think that story Fong told them about Zen Tuo was for real. Velma says she doesn't know, but those two hooded zombies were real enough. And Daphne says they're not getting her mask back. And she clutches the mask to her bosom because... She's owned it for five minutes, and she loves (laughs) it, and she's not giving it up. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like you should just hand it over and save yourself the trouble, but that's not what they do. They solve mysteries, so they're going to get to the bottom of this. I
0: mean, spoiler, she loses it at the end anyway. She's not going to get to keep it, so.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's shiny and pretty. I get it. I'm with Daphne on this one. Yeah. But then Shaggy looks out the window behind them and says, Don't look, but I think they're after us again. And we see this black sedan following them and the zombies are inside. So then Shaggy, Daphne, Velma, and Scooby all have their heads sticking out the window. And Daphne's like, I didn't know zombies could drive cars. And Velma's like, well, these can. And Fred's like, okay, everyone, hang on. I'm going to try and lose them. And he like puts his foot to the pedal. Mm -hmm. And then the mystery machine does a wheelie and zooms off. And we get a musical montage.
0: Yeah. And also we know from not that supernatural should be the basis for all things do we do, but we know the Mystery machine can haul ass. So yes, we do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we so. learned a lot. That episode <laughs> was very instructive.
0: Yeah. They did that was, that was that was so I was so super I was really not sure what to think. And I was so super impressed with that. I love that.
1: Yeah, it was really well done. They did yes. a good job.
0: Yeah. So this episode song is called I Can Make You Happy and runs about two minutes and five seconds. So the mission machine is tearing up the streets of Chinatown, and the zombies are chasing them in their black sedan, and it's super healy. So we get like some air, some shock absorber action. But then Fred has to do some evasive maneuvers because they're like heading into a dead end. So he has to like spin around, and then they end up like busting through the doors of this fancy hotel, like driving up the stairs to the <laughs> roof, and then they bust out on the roof. And we get some full on like Fast and the Furious action because they're like car chase across rooftops and they're jumping across roofs. And then eventually they crash through a skylight. And so the chase resumes on the streets below. But then at one point, Scooby falls out of the back of the van because they're on a super steep hill. And so like he's like hitching a ride trying to and the zombies pick him up. And he's like, whoa, no. And so he doesn't want to get in with the zombies. But instead he steals like a bike taxi and pedals past the zombie up a hill. So Scooby is like, you know, can bicycle. But then when he turns his back to laugh at him after he dusted him, it's a fire hydrant, which resulted in him landing on their roof and he's hanging on by the window wipers and the zombies laugh because they turn on the window wipers and Scooby's like, trying to hang on. Meanwhile, the mystery machine is speeding down the street and enters Fisherman's Wharf, but then the van slips on a banana peel, don't litter kids, and goes into a tailspin, crashing into this giant haul of fish that's coming off a boat. And then the zombies screech to a halt and Scooby flies off of their car and into the pile of fish and then the music ends.
1: Yeah, so I've got to say this is an accurate portrayal of what it feels like to drive in San Francisco. <laughs> just as somebody who's done it not not a whole to, a whole lot, but that's because I avoid doing it at all costs because it is very there's so many hills and you're just yeah zooming around and it feels exactly like this.
0: Well, and I think we mentioned <laughs> many times before that like I like watched a lot of Streets of San Francisco, the '70s cop show. And mm-hmm. so could see like car chases and also like when the mystery man like does a jump and then like, you know, if you're going over heels, go over fast and you kind of like, whoa, and you get some air at the end of it is this. You may not know the Steve McQueen movie bullet, which is like famous for his car chase. I'm thinking that's in San Francisco, too. And I wonder if that I don't know the exact time frame of when bullet came out. I wonder if that was something in this as well. But
1: Probably. I know. I know there's a really good car chasing in San Francisco in The Rock, which is the movie about Alcatraz. Like oh, often.
0: see, yeah, I don't fuck with that movie because it's got Nicolas Cage in it. I so,
1: I liked it, yeah. I saw The Rock in theaters when it came out, but I was like a teenager and I didn't really know who Nicolas Cage was yet. So,
0: okay, yeah, know. you know, not a fan of Nicolas cage,
1: Sean so. Connery, Sean Connery's great. I know,
0: yeah, it has Sean Connery, but you know, it also has Nicolas Cage, and so I'm not gonna watch <laughs> it because I don't, you can, you can pile everything you want into that. And I'm like, if I'm not gonna watch it, it's gonna have cage in it.
1: So, <laughs> I mean, that's fair.
0: So, <laughs> anyway. We talked last time about how, like, I was kind of thinking that maybe the songs were, like, related to what was going on in the episode. And then we kind of like, well, I don't think so. I think it's just, maybe just. But this song kind of actually does. Because, like, the lyrics are like, I know a place where I'm going. And the place where I'm going just around the bend. Like, they're driving. And so they're going places. So,
1: true. You know, it's true. I mean,
0: I mean, that's, like, the extent of, like, my, like there's a connection so it may be true it may be that every episode does have something very tiny like last episode was like recipe for my love and like hide is getting me to turn shaggy into a frog and he's mixing chemicals so he's got a recipe so that may be the extent of my connection so we'll see we shall see
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah this one came this one caught me off guard i was thinking they were all all the songs were like in like the third act kind of thing this one's like just boom right in the front like
1: yep. yeah yeah right
0: into it i was confused honestly so then we see Fred and Velma, they pop about out of this pile of fish because they are out of the van, obviously, too, when they crash. They like, all flew out of the van. And Fred says, well, they say fish is supposed to be good for you. Velma agrees, but she's like, this is overdoing it. And then from under the fish, we hear Scooby like, and then Scooby pops up and he calls for him again. Raggy, Raggy. And then from under the fish, we hear Shaggy like. And so Scooby fishes around under the fish to try and find Shaggy. And at first he grabs a fish that squirts him that was apparently still alive. Although the fish are definitely dead. And then he finally pulls Shaggy up. And Shaggy's like, whoo, thanks, Scoob. I was starting to feel like a sardine. (laughs) When Scooby's reaching around trying to find Shaggy, his arm turns green every time that he reaches down. Like the same color as Shaggy's shirt. So I don't know what's going on there.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah. Little animation mistake. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Then Fred realizes that Daphne is gone. And Velma turns around and is like, oh, no, look. And we see the zombies driving away. We see the back of their car. And in the back window, we can see Daphne, and she's all like, "You can tell that like her hands are tied behind her back, and she's got like you know something tied around her mouth, so she can't talk." And then one of the zombies is in the back seat with her, and he's holding the golden mask, and he's all, Hee-h-h-h-h-h-h. and then they like drive and turn a corner, and they're gone.
1: Oh no! Oh, yeah, no, let me get a
0: fake out commercial break, which is not a real commercial break, because the real commercial break is like in a minute. So, oh, so it's just like it, a,
1: a scene cut or a scene yeah, fade or just whatever. Yeah, like, but it
0: is like a full, like, they go to black and then they come back. And so you think it's a commercial break, but then the real one is like in a minute. So I doubt they did that. Maybe they did. I don't know. We had that one episode that had four commercial breaks. So, but only having one minute between this one and the next one is kind of.
1: Mm, yeah, that would be very excessive, even yeah. for now. So after finally getting the mystery machine out of the pile of fish, Fred says there's no telling where the zombies have taken Daphne. And Velma says, maybe Scooby can sniff out their trail. So Scooby tries, but unfortunately, the smell of fish is overpowering, and that's all he can smell.
0: Yeah, all the fish in this episode, I could not stop thinking about the Batman animated series episode, The Laughing Fish. Because, like, the fish are kind of similarly styled. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that one or not,
1: I probably have, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. So the, where the Joker
0: talks and they turn a bunch of fish into so the fish have Joker smiles. And oh then, and then he tries to patent it because like all the fish have been turned into Joker fish. Okay. And so, because they look like him, it's copyright infringement. And so the city has to pay him money if they want to eat fish.
1: That sounds familiar. I haven't seen Batman the Animated Series in, like since I was a kid, but I used to love that show. So
0: and it's actually it was... based on an actual comic book story too.
1: So. Yeah, oh, I could see that. Yeah. But then Velma finds something on the ground. And Fred says it looks like a Chinese laundry ticket. Maybe one of those hooded hyenas dropped it.
0: Yep. And then I was like, boom! Fred just dropped another Batman animated series because Harley Quinn has pet hyenas.
1: And she so does. Joker's yeah. I was like,
0: I did not even remember that he said that when I wrote the Joker fish thing. And then right after that, the scene dropped. And I was like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> not planned. Not planned.
1: So Velma's like, I can read Chinese, which, I mean, first of all, Chinese isn't there are several dialects of Chinese, like Cantonese and Mandarin and stuff. So, yeah, anyway, maybe she means she can read Chinese characters. I don't know what those are. I mean, kanji maybe is what they're called the in Chinese, Japanese. So she, she can read maybe, all the Chinese So she just
0: lumps it together because she can read all the
1: Chinese Maybe, maybe. But anyway, I mean, she's well educated, I guess. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Don't, be, don't but, be like, don't be, you know, disregarding Velma's intelligence.
1: Hey, look, I'm not saying Velma's not smart. I'm just saying. Okay.
0: Billy can know all the signs. maybe Velma can know Chinese.
1: You can know all the languages. That's yeah. fine.
0: Scooby speaks Chinese, apparently. So
1: I know. What the heck? <laughs> maybe they go to, like, Chinese class together after, like, maybe they Maybe they go to San Francisco course. a lot
0: and just go to, maybe, you know, <laughs> Just hang out in Chinatown,
1: in Chinatown. And pick some stuff up. Anyway. They are the only
0: white people in Chinatown in this whole episode, basically. With one yeah,
1: episode. they really are, which is,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, interesting. But either way, Velma can't make heads or tails of the laundry ticket but scooby sees the ticket reflected in velma's glasses and so he realizes that it's backwards so he grabs the paper in his mouth and he holds it in front of the mystery machine side mirror and they you know gang runs over and reads it and it reads the temple in the hills and velma knows where that is luckily because there's only one hill around san francisco One set of hills be easy to find. That's a Maybe joke. One like to Napa or something. We don't know. A million sets of hills around that area. But basically, Velma knows where this temple is. It's supposed to be haunted, though. So Fred's like, "Well, that must be where they took Daphne." And Shaggy's like, "Scary old place. Here we come!" And he and Scooby do their like scared crying thing because they're not happy about it.
0: Yeah, and then we get the real commercial break. Boom, capitalism. No fake capitalism here. All right. So then we see the spooky fog covered pagoda that we saw earlier, that is actually also a temple. And we see the mystery machine is actually parked outside. And hopefully, Fred set like the emergency brake and turned his wheels the right way because that is one hell of a grade they are parked on. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, they have entered and Scooby's teeth are chattering and he tries to stop them. But this time, instead of like his, remember last time when he has teeth were chattering and Shaggy made him stop? He, like, stopped his teeth and his ears started wiggling and making noise. So, this time his teeth are chattering. Velma tells him to shush, and so he stops his teeth from chattering. But then his tail starts wiggling and I think making almost the same noise. All, whoa, whoa, whoa. Basically, his butt is shaking and his tail's all wing. Whing, whing, whing. So, yeah, dogs, should just looking outside anyway. Oh, poor, Scooby. I know. I, well, I, at least I'm not saying leave him in the van because you shouldn't be doing that, right? So, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, if you can make a noise, gonna get him caught and then be in trouble but anyway who knows I don't anyway in front of that huge statue in green fire that we saw in the beginning they're all standing there and Fred's like you know what he's going to say what's he going to say Tori
1: they should probably split up to search for
0: clues yeah well they got to find Daphne but yeah they got to find Daphne they got to split up to go find her so they do a Fred Velma Shaggy Scooby split because there's no Daphne so Velma's like you know sometimes Velma goes with Fred and Daphne sometimes Velma goes with Shaggy and Scooby this time there's no Daphne so Fred's taking Velma and Shaggy and Scooby go off. So Shaggy says it's dark and spooky in the direction that Fred wants them to go. And Velma's like, well, where else would a ghost live? <laughs> and strangely, this reassures Shaggy. He never thought of it that way. So they just head off. But yeah, of course it would be in a dark, spooky place. But as they split up and head off in their different directions, they don't see that Zen Tuo, is now wearing the golden mask, and then his two zombie henchmen, are watching them from an upper level. Uh oh! And we can't really make out Zentuo's expressions because he's wearing the golden mask. But he kind of leans in, and so you know he's like. Mm, when he does that. <laughs> so yes, yeah.
1: So Fred says, "There's nothing here but dragons and statues." And Velma points to a statue that's like attached to the wall and says, "Don't look now, but one of them is opening." And we see the statue swing out to reveal a secret passage. <sighs> And inside the secret room, they find Daphne gagged and tied to a chair beside a candle. And Daphne's trying to talk, but, you know, she's gagged. So she, you know, can't say much, but it does sound like she's saying help. And then something that sounds like out of here, which, you know, maybe she's saying, get me out of here. It's what Mm -hmm. I'd be saying. So Velma's like, she's trying to tell us something. And Daphne nods. She's like, yes, I'm trying to tell you something. (laughs) So they go into the room and Fred pulls down her gag and Daphne's like, it's a trap. And then, of course, the stone door behind them slams shut. And Fred's like, oh, no, now we're all locked in. And Daphne's like, there's no way out. She's probably already tried every way out, even though she's been tied out. I mean,
0: she's, she's been tied to a chair. I don't know. How- she's
1: been tied to a chair, but she's probably surveyed the room and like uh, okay. figured out that there's no way out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Daphne does Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby are standing in front of a curtain doorway. And he's like, I wonder what's behind this curtain. Scooby's like, a shower? Shaggy (laughs) doubts it's a shower and tells Scooby to go look. And Scooby whines and he refuses. So then Shaggy finally decides that it's up to him to find out. But he says like, well, what I can't see can't hurt me. So he covers his eyes and then walks into the curtains.
1: Yes. Doesn't sure. seem like the best strategy for seeing what's behind the curtain.
0: Yeah. Or just the idea of like what I can't see can't hurt me when you're thinking you're gonna be like meeting some ghosts or zombies that they might be behind the curtain. Maybe having your eyes covered is not the best plan.
1: Maybe he took a few too many drags off a blind Maybe. in the mystery. Maybe. Machine. Maybe. <laughs> He's
0: Maybe having a little bit of an, yeah. a
1: moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, apparently we're correct because then it's followed by a loud crash. After Shaggy goes through the curtains. So covering his eyes wasn't the best idea. And then Scooby runs in calling for Shaggy. And we find that Shaggy has tripped over like a low, like Asian style table. And his head is covered by a flower pot. And then when he removes the big flower pot, all the water runs out. And he's all totally soaking wet. So he asks Scooby for a towel. So Scooby reaches behind Shaggy and grabs some white cloth with green trim that's behind him. And hands it to Shaggy. And Shaggy dries his head with it. And then they look up. And he finds out that he's actually drying his head with the robe of Zen 2 And he's standing there behind them, like, towering over them. So Shaggy wow. jumps on Scooby like he's a motorcycle. Like, he jumps on Scooby's back. And then he does a little, the little leg thing like he's starting a motorcycle. It's all, chuck, chuck, does it? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, revs Scooby's ears. He rotates Scooby's ears like a throttle. And we hear, like, a... And then Scooby's legs spin, and they peel out. So he's riding Gooby, like, because yeah. <laughs> it'd be more like a quad than a motorcycle. Because Gooby's got four legs, so yeah, yeah, interesting.
1: Well, it is a cartoon. Yeah. So they go through a door and slam it, and then board it shut. And Shaggy's like, "He'll never get through that door." But then the entire wall partition raises up to reveal Zen Two O behind it, so he didn't need to. And he tells them that they have angered the ghost of Zen and they shall pay. So Shaggy and Scooby clutch each other, and Shaggy's like, what are we going to do now? And Scooby whispers something to Shaggy, and then Shaggy says, you mean bluff him? Which, you know, is right out loud in front of the ghost who's standing right there. So yeah, I guess. not the best, yeah. Yeah. And then Shaggy gets aggro, and he dares Zen 2 to cross a line. So he draws a line on the floor, and he's like, I dare you to cross that. And then he warns him that he knows judo and chop suey and Chinese checkers. Yeah. Which <laughs> is very intimidating. Uh, surprisingly, this does not scare Zen 2-0 off. And instead, he steps over the line pretty much immediately. So Shaggy's like, okay, well, how about this? And he draws another line and again steps right over it. And so <laughs> Shaggy tries it again. And Zen 2-0 steps over it and takes the stick that he's drawing with and snaps it in half.
0: So then Shag and Scooby run, and they open a door, and the zombie henchmen are behind the door. So then they turn around, and they run back, but then they're like, we're running, but we're not getting anywhere. And they look back, and they see that they're on a carpet, and the zombies are, like, pulling the carpet as fast as they can run. So they're not getting anywhere, because, like, as they run on the carpet, the zombies are, like, pulling the carpet. But eventually, they run out of carpet, and they crash into this 6 arm statue, and all the arms break off. And then they jump back up, and they go through another door and they close it and we get to a troublesome scene
1: yeah i think this is probably the one scene where i was like oh god okay like yeah, they were especially already the
0: very end is really
1: oh it's bad like it's yeah. definitely the one part of the episode where i was like well if they hadn't done that it still would have had problems but this is just not good
0: yeah So the zombies open the door and Shaggy and Scooby are dressed like Chinese waiters and they bow and Shaggy does this horribly racist Chinese impression with like mm-hmm. the whole broken English thing. And he welcome. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say what he says, but I'm not going to do it even in the broken English stuff. So he welcomes them to Shag and Scooby's haunted Chinese restaurant, the place where ghosts eat the most. And then he kind of like puts his hand on their faces on their little shrunken noses. And he says, they look like they could use a little fattening up. And so they're taken to a table and they're seated at the table, and then both he and Scooby tie the tablecloth around the zombies' necks like bibs, and he's like, a bib for the Boo Boys! And then they bring them giant bowls of food, and Shaggy announces it's the house specialty. Chocolate, chop suey, and spare rib, all a mode. And then they make some like faces at the zombies, and then Shaggy kind of like crosses his arms and then pulls this face that really looks like it belonged like on a racist advertisement from like the late 18 or early 1900s, like depicting Chinese immigrants or like, you know, the yellow menace or like anti-Japanese world war two propaganda posters. He pulls that kind of face, the slanted Mm -hmm. eyes and teeth Mm -hmm. and just not, not great at all. No,
1: no, it's not good. Yeah.
0: And then, and then they run away and their clothes are left and zombies stand up to chase them. But because the tablecloth is tied around their necks, the bowls fly up in the air and then come down on their heads and they're covered in chocolate chop suey. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like if you watch any cartoons from like the World War II era, like the Warner Brothers cartoons, Disney cartoons, the Flesher Superman cartoons, Popeye cartoon, basically anything that you could watch during that time, they were way more horribly racist than this. Mm-hmm. But still, like, it's been like, you know, thirty years, and so can we not be doing that still? So
1: I know, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not something you would hopefully see today. At least I would hope you wouldn't, but it's definitely just like, oh, okay, didn't need to do that, guys. Didn't yeah, the, the
0: accent, the whole accent thing. It's like, okay, that's uh-huh. not, that's not great. It's, it, but it's like, okay, fine, it's not great, whatever. But then that the, that one little, I mean, it's probably like he, he probably has that face like for a second, but it's just like, oh my God, you had to do that. It's just like. Yeah. I mean, Scooby's kind of got like his teeth sticking out the whole time they're doing it. So there's kind of some of that, too. But the face that Shaggy is drawn with is just like that was harsh.
1: Yeah, it is definitely rough. Yeah. So then Fred, Daphne and Velma are all pushing against the stone door trying to get it to open, but it won't budge. And Daphne's like, well, I guess our only hope is for Shaggy and Scooby to find us. And Velma's like, well, if it's up to Shaggy and Scooby, we're in trouble a lot of confidence in your pals there <laughs> and we see that shaggy and scooby are still running and shaggy looks back and says it looks like they ditched those creeps but then they run straight into a giant gong and reverberate back across the floor before stopping with stars spinning around their heads and then we see Zen Tuo standing over them from behind
0: yeah i don't know about the white robes and the little pointy shoes that he's wearing or like I, that golden mask i think it's kind of cool i would totally wear that if i was a villain it's pretty yeah, sweet it's pretty i would cool. probably maybe go with a black robe though or like maybe some kind of like ninja looking type costume if i was like a super hands-on villain who's gonna be doing a lot of action you know because the robes might you know might hinge you a little bit if you're doing some action stuff but yeah i think maybe a, a darker color would look better than the white and the, the green personally but yeah yeah that's a cool mask i would totally buy like a replica of that and wear it for Halloween. <laughs>
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, you got next year's Halloween costume sorted out. We just got-
0: I mean, maybe, yeah. Maybe I need to just make it. Yeah. So, who knows?
1: So then we learn that Zen 2O is not screwing around because we cut to Shaggy and Scooby and they're tied back to back on top of a giant pile of fireworks in the middle of a room. And Zen 2 stands at the door and he's got this very long fuse and I guess he lit it because it's burning towards the pile of fireworks. And Shaggy's like... It's illegal to shoot off fireworks and wreck a storeroom. And Zen 2 like, we'll build a new storeroom. And he slams the door. And Shaggy's like, well, who's going to build a new us?
0: Yeah. So they aren't tied to the pile of fireworks, apparently. They're just tied to each other. Mm -hmm. So they bounce along on their butts off the pile and along the floor. And then eventually they land on the fuse and they put it out with their butts. Mm -hmm. But in the process, they apparently their butts catch on fire because then they're smoking and they're like, yeah. And so they're like bouncing. Whoa! And they crash through the door that into a closed and go across. And then bouncing up onto the statue that was doing the secret room thing that Fred and Daphne and Velma were trapped in. And they land in the statues arms. And apparently that activates the door and then frees everybody. And so, yay.
1: Hooray.
0: And it's commercial. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So now that they've all found each other, Shaggy just wants to get out of there. She just wants to get lost. But Fred says, not before we solve this mystery. And Velma's like, well, we've got to find a clue. And Daphne thinks she knows where one is. She saw it when those two goons brought her in here.
0: Well, that's good, because this is like the third act. And they haven't found any clues yet.
1: I know, right? Yeah. And then the gang is standing in front of a pigeon coop. And Fred is like, pigeon coop? And Daphne holds a pigeon. And Velma says that Daphne is right. These are carrier pigeons. And so she reads a message that was on the leg of the pigeon that Daphne's holding. And the message reads, November 10th, 1230, hidden cove.
0: Yeah. And while Velma's reading, Daphne like picks up the pigeon she's holding and she like rubs it against her face.
1: Oh Oh, Daphne might
0: have a new pet. I don't know. We'll find out.
1: So Shaggy asks what that means. And Velma says that it means the mystery is just about solved. That was quick. This is a good clue, I guess. I guess so. And uh, Fred agrees. And he says that all that's left is to trap Zen 2 They're going to need a Chinese gong, a couple of Roman candle rockets, Shaggy's model train set from the mystery machine, which I just love that he drives around with the model train set.
0: <laughs> well, Maybe and he just bought it. Maybe he's brand new. Maybe he
1: bought it at one of the curio shops. That's true. Yeah. And Shaggy and Scooby are like, what? Because, you know, Fred's plan sounds kind of silly. Well, they don't know the plan, but the smattering of items they need do not seem to go. I together. mean,
0: are Fred's plans ever kind of not silly?
1: No, they're yeah. always kind of ridiculous. But we love you anyway, Fred, you try. Yeah.
0: So later, Shaggy is like, I sure hope this crazy contraption works. And Fred is like holding the string and he says, sure, it will. And so we see the gong has two rockets that are strapped to it. And the gong is strapped to the top of the train engine. So it's sitting on, it looks like a giant, like rocket powered skateboard, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Fred's string is tied to a mousetrap. And so when Zen 2-0 steps on the gong, Fred will pull the string, which is connected to the mousetrap. The mousetrap has a match taped to it. And so when it flings over to close, it's going to strike the match on some sandpaper that's next to the mousetrap. And that'll light the match, which will then light the fuse to the Roman candle rocket's And then when they go off, the train is going to follow all the tracks and then go into the pigeon coop. And then they'll close the pigeon coop and they'll have him. So that is the trap.
1: (laughs) That is the plan. All right.
0: Basically, a rocket powered skateboard train that is going to take him into the pigeon coop and he'll be trapped in the pigeon coop. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are the pigeons still going to be in there? I don't know what's going on with the pigeons. They may not like that. But anyway, so as soon as Scooby finishes laying the track, they'll be ready to go. And then Shaggy's like, "Well, I hope Scooby is finished because uh, Zentuo is like coming through the doorway right now." So, uh oh, yeah.
1: So Zentuo steps on the gong, and then conveniently stands there and looks around. Doesn't notice that he stepped on this weird gong contraption. So it gives time for Fred to pull the string, and the match strikes, and the fuse burns its way to the rockets, and then zoom—he's off, and he just uh-huh. rides the skateboard. He's got good balance because he does not fall off.
0: Yeah, because it goes like zero to 60. It's like, the, he doesn't. Manage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And of course, Scooby hasn't finished laying the track. So he sees Zen coming. He's like putting the track down kind of slowly and he sees him coming. And he's like, "Uh oh, and he just starts like laying it really, really quickly. So he manages to lay enough to direct Zen into another room. But unfortunately, Zen Tuo somehow manages to turn around and he chases Scooby. So Scooby hides in a giant vase, but Zen spins around again and crashes into the vase. So then Zen 2O and Scooby are rocketing across the temple and a door opens to reveal the zombie henchmen. And they're like, what? They're kind of confused, but they're not fast enough. And then Zen 2O, Scooby, and the henchmen are zipping around on this Roman candle-powered gong train skateboard thing, and they go right through a curtain window. <gasps>
0: Yeah, because once he got out of that room, he was, like, off the tracks. There's no more tracks. He's just, like,
1: Mm -hmm. all over. Yeah, just zooming all over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the gang runs over the window because, like, the the crash, like, rocket skateboard is, like, you know, on the ground at the ledge of the window. And then they're, like, boom, they're gone. Curtain's missing, everything. Velma looks like, well, it didn't go as planned, but it looks like we have a sack full of ghosts. And then down below, we can see the curtain is, like, formed like a little, like, knapsack kind of thing. And everyone is trapped inside of it, and it's stuck on a tree. And there's like all you know, bumping around inside of it. And then Scooby managed to stick his head out, and he's wearing the golden mask and he pulls it off, and he's all Scooby-Do. <laughs> so they caught everybody. So it worked, sort of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not Fred's worst
0: plan. No. I mean, the plans usually work, just never as intended. True, true. So, yeah. So later there's a detective, and he has all three of the unmasked villains handcuffed to himself, like you know, in a chain. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's not the best idea. You got like three dudes handcuffed to you. I hope you like are really good at like fighting or are super strong because you're gonna get overpowered if they decide to leave. But anyway, so he tells the gang that they had suspected that Mister Fong was the leader of an international smuggling ring, but they can never get enough evidence to prove it. <laughs> Velma says that this mask will give them all the evidence they need. And then Daphne says that each month, a mask just like this would be sent to Mr. Fong from out of the country. Velma then presses the ruby on the mask's head and the mouth opens. And inside there's a little small like recording tape that's got all the names and dates of all the shipments. And then they would play the tapes, write down the information on tiny slips of paper. And then send them to their counterparts, you the carry a pigeon. So they all took turns. Like it was Daphne and Velma. and then Fred does that last part about the writing the stuff down and the
1: mm-hmm.
0: carrying pigeon. Yeah. So it seems really complicated.
1: It does. That seems like an extremely complicated plan. Like I feel like there are easier like, ways to Fred made to this smuggle. plan. Like
0: Fred came up with this idea for smuggling. Like it's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely got a lot of moving parts and a lot of ways to get caught. Of course, the police are useless in this show.
0: Yeah. They sus- i mean they suspected him but they could never they find, couldn't find evidence.
1: evidence they didn't try yeah. very hard probably so the detective asks how they got the mask in the first place and daphne says by accident it was sent to another shop by mistake and she bought it and velma says that fong and his men used the ghost getup to scare away anyone who got curious and fong grumbles and the men all kind of like hang their heads in shame because they've yeah did not do a good enough job scaring off these pesky kids, but they don't yeah. say that.
0: Yeah. In this shot, so another animation error, Fong's robes are for some reason now black and red instead of white and green. They look <laughs> sweet. They look, I'm like, yeah, that would get yeah, you those and that golden mask. Yeah, that would—that's the look right there. Boom. Yeah. So yeah.
1: it's a shame they didn't go with that color combo.
0: Yeah, I don't—I don't know where the red came from. I mean, the—the the black is like the zombie henchmen's. I think it's just like they're all kind of standing next to each other, so they kind of just went with that same color. The zombie henchmen have like gray trim on those, and then, but for some reason, Fong's has got like a red, like trim collar or anything. Looks fucking sweet. Look good with that mask, especially because the ruby and then the red. Ooh, yes. But yeah, white and green. Yeah. Don't know why. Maybe they were like, oh, you know what would look better? Would you like to change it? Uh, Give people a taste. (laughs) Maybe. Speaking of taste, Shaggy says all of this has made him hungry. And Scooby's like, yep. And so Velma says she has one Scooby snack, but they'll have to jump for it. So they kind of do like the basketball thing where like Velma's going to stand between them. And then she throws up the Scooby snack and they're supposed to jump to get the Scooby snack. So Velma throws it up. And Shaggy and Scooby both leap up in the air. And they basically have like a slapping fight. Like they're all <laughs> trying to get the thing. And they basically, neither of them get it. And they fall down to the floor, kind of knocked out. Mm-hmm. And this mouse comes out of a hole in the floor. And he grabs the Scooby snack and he eats it. And he runs back into his little mouse hole. And he's all, Scooby, Scooby-Doo, in a little mouse voice. But also they drew the mouse to have like Chinese features. And then he does kind of some little mouse version of like made up Chinese stuff when he's talking to it's Not.
1: Mm, yeah not necessary, not at necessary. All.
0: like it's cute but also it's not necessary because like i don't know if that like animals yeah I... anyway yeah and then it's the end everyone laughs and it's
1: over yeah. and it's over <laughs> thankfully
0: <laughs> i don't know if not... it's a positive or a negative but we talked about how like the gang is like the only white people in the whole episode right and i said except for one person so because everyone is kind of a hard like chinese stereotype in this episode the one other person who is not asian though or chinese i guess like they're all supposed to be chinese so he's not chinese one of fong's henchmen who is a redhead so
1: yeah, yeah. well white people can do crime too and actually we probably yeah. do more crime probably I but yeah
0: just like, everyone else like you said everyone else is chinese because they're in Chinatown yeah. and apparently only chinese people go to Chinatown Unless Which is not the game. It's it's so. so
1: funny because like, well, and I don't know how big of a tourist destination Chinatown was in the seventies, but I imagine on the day of a parade like that, you'd probably have a pretty good mix of people. I don't yeah. know. Just weird. But anyway, whatever. Yeah.
0: The big, I mean, aside from Shaggy's little face thing, I think the biggest like hard stereotype is this is just like the voice work. It's very, like mm-hmm. a a very Kung Fu theater kind of dubbing style I was like yes you shall do this ha, ho, ha, ha, kind of thing I mean I don't know I grew up watching kung fu theater and all those bad dubbed kung fu movies I grew up watching Scooby Doo it's just like it's my, my childhood so to me it's like right. oh like now I'm like oh but then at the time I was like that's what it's like
1: yeah um, I know it's one of those things where you look back and you're like oof yeah that was not great but
0: <laughs> oh well and then I always assumed I mean, I'm going to say that they're masks, but I mean, obviously, they are masks, right? Because everyone's unmasked at the end, right? But I always assume the zombies, like, they were actually wearing masks, like, over the, like, those weren't their faces. They they had masks that they were wearing over their zombie faces. But apparently, those were supposed to be their faces. I just assume. Oh, they were masks. I see
1: what you're saying. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because, like, there's, like, we've, we've, we've had other villains whose masks were supposed to be their face, right? Like, it was like, this is the person's face, and we pull it off, and it's a mask but these seem like much more like mask like and like they're they're very stylized so i assumed that i always assumed they were masks and that they had like little scary zombie faces under there but oh. apparently those are supposed to be their faces
1: right so, and then it's again it's that weirdness where they're like ghosts or you know zombies and it's like that mm, mm. well
0: okay. fong does say that they're zombies right So that's where they get the zombie thing from
1: right because but, they do at first think they're ghosts and then yeah. they also obviously the ghost of zentuo is a, yeah, In but theory. the ghost
0: apparently has zombie henchmen. So
1: Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of a little weird. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yeah, but I just always kind of assumed they were. But because they're kind of white, and maybe it's because, you know, how they, they have the like the little porcelain masks, like the Asian-style yeah. mask things. And so they, they kind of have that look to them. And so I think I just always assumed that those were masks. Because, like, they've got the black eyes, but, like I mentioned, they were kind of like alienoid because they're kind of slanted, right? And so they kind of got that that shape to them and they got the little upturned nose slit kind of thing and then the, just a slit for a mouth and so it's like but they look they look stylized so I always assumed that they were masks but apparently it's supposed to be their zombie faces. Yep. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: I guess they can be whatever I want them to be.
1: Yeah it's I'm true. My own, own
0: head cannon. so yeah.
1: <laughs> Your own Scooby-Doo fan-in that you've decided Yeah where well, the upon. zombies wear
0: masks and Velma's like let's get Dangerous. So,
1: <laughs> yep. I like Velma quoting Darkwing Duck, although I think Darkwing Duck is a little after her time, at least in the seventies.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Darkwing Duck was in the. Yeah,
1: it's got to be the mid nineties. Mid nineties. I think, I think um, it's earlier than that because I remember watching it as a kid.
0: I want to say that Darkwing Duck came out after Batman the animated series.
1: I mean, maybe my my memory of stuff is kind of wonky, and so like I'll remember seeing something, but maybe I was older than I thought, you know. Darkwing Duck I came out in nineteen
0: ninety one.
1: Okay, yeah, that's about when I would think because yep. I was about
0: and had you know three nine seasons. or ten.
1: Yeah, so I was about nine when it came out, and so yeah, that's about when I had remembered it being okay on TV.
0: Yeah, I, well, actually, I guess that would be was that before? Because I want to say that Batman MMA Batman, series came out in ninety two.
1: I oh, yeah, like it was it, yeah little... Batman They Animated
0: Series is 92. And okay, four seasons. Cool. So, so Darkwing Duck, I, I just kind of assumed that Darkwing Duck was kind of like taking the whole Batman thing a little bit, and that was part of it. But actually, Darkwing Duck is a year before Batman the Animated Series. So, okay. Nice. I remember I was working the bar at, um, we had a, a Pizza Hut that actually served beer. And okay. And I, I, I pulled the beers and then also worked in the pizza place as well. And they had the big, like, you know, projection screen like that. And I remember mm. the night that I was working, because when the Batman animated series came out, the very first episode they showed like a couple of weeks before it came out, like in the normal afternoon, and it was the Man Bat episode, and they showed it at night, and so oh. like it was it was on the screen, like we all kind of like you know like no like we were all basically nerds working at the pizza right, place, yeah. and so we're like no we're we're having this on the screen tonight. We're not playing football or bullshit. Oh, like, we're putting Batman on, so deal with it. So.
1: I remember Pizza Hut in the 90s just was always like so cool because it was like a restaurant that you would go sit in and you would get those little personal pizzas on those skillets mm-hmm. like that were hot yep. and they had video games in one corner. Yep. And so like we like whenever my dad would come visit us, we'd be like, take us to Pizza Hut. And he was like, "Yeah, it
0: was kind of like it was like a little uh, like closed off a little cubicle like video game area like in the, corner yeah. of the building and then you had all the tables. There's yeah and they served
1: like you know cokes and those fun coke glasses and yeah i loved going yeah. to pizza hut when i was a kid now i'm not a big fan of pizza hut although i'll order it in a pinch it's not my favorite it's kind of yeah, just a yeah we spa. serve we
0: serve we serve beer and then we also had wine on tap that you could get crafts of wine
1: oh nice so
0: yeah yeah it's kind of weird when i think about it. like now i would think like i don't think you can go into pizza hut and get beer and this also is California. So where you can just buy hard liquor, like in the grocery store. Yeah. I was in
1: California too. That's where I grew up. So when I first came to Washington, uh, my first Thanksgiving here, I was trying to make a pecan pie and my housemate was like in her thirties. I was 19. And I remember going to Safeway and like, with her and we were buying stuff for Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, well we've got to get some like bourbon for this pie recipe. And she's, I'm like, let's just go to the liquor aisle. And she's like, there's no liquor. Aisle. I'm like, what do you mean? there's no
0: liquor
1: <laughs> aisle? And so we walked around and I'm like, Oh, she's like, no, you have to go to like a state run liquor store. I'm like, what?
0: Oh, does Washington do state run too? I mean, I'm in, they
1: used so- to like oh, okay. five or six years ago, they passed a law. Thanks to Costco, mostly Costco lobbied for it oh. where you can sell liquor in grocery stores. So now most grocery stores have a liquor section Although it's usually kind of locked up, especially depending on what neighborhood you're in or what area. And you have to like go get someone to open the liquor cabinet for you because you can't just like, grab what you want off the yeah, shelf because in it.
0: california it's just like there's no, like it's the just soda there. aisle and there's a and there's a booze and aisle. there's the booze I aisle, I and some stores here
1: like trader joe's and stuff just sells booze it's just on a shelf so it just kind of depends okay. on the store but yeah didn't used to be up until a few years ago you had to go to like a state-run liquor store to get alcohol
0: okay yeah because oregon still does that although oregon's are a lot better now they're much more like just going like to a liquor store when Aaron and I first moved here, it was like going like to a porn shop to get liquor. You had to go in and like everything was all like gated, and you'd have okay. to ask them like what you wanted, and they would oh, go back annoying. and get it and bring it to you. Like you couldn't like peruse the shelves or something. Now you can just walk in, and you can like look at the shelves and grab stuff and go mm-hmm. up there. So it's still the nice thing about the state run is that like everywhere is the same price, and they post all the prices. And if they change, like the prices are set for a month, and so like they post them, you can go, you can see what everything's going to cost, and it's going to be that way no matter where you go. And then right. the next month, and the prices usually don't change. If any, they, if they change at all, they usually don't. But, but that, that part is kind of nice. And then it's much more like, it's like going to a liquor store now, which I mean, yeah, yeah going to a grocery store and doing it is super convenient, but just, you don't have to go to, there's enough liquor. Like, it's not there like they're like all hidden and you can't go to them. It's like they're mm-hmm. everywhere. So.
1: Yeah. I think run. the annoying thing with our state run ones was like, they wouldn't be open on Sundays and they wouldn't be open. Ter- you just had to plan ahead more, right? Yeah, like, you or just, just, just like decide. the hours are
0: really restricted. And then, like I said, you would go in there and it would be like, what do you want yeah it's like well oh, i would like like you couldn't be like well i'm looking for like a whisk i mean i guess they could do recommendations maybe i don't know but you it seemed like you had to know what you wanted when you went in there and they would go back and get it and then bring it to you and be like oh, oh man yeah you. that's <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's annoying yeah no ours yeah. were and i think they still have the state-run stores i don't really know i mean i don't drink anymore so i don't really buy alcohol but i remember like they would have shelves and they would have occasional sales and stuff too where they're like oh malibu's on sale this week or whatever and you would just they would have posted signs, but it was the same thing where it would be statewide. Like this is the price,
0: and yeah, yeah. I mean, we basically get all our groceries delivered now because pandemic and just gotten happening mm-hmm. you now. So we don't have a vehicle. So yes, that makes like, it. Yeah, it would be kind of nice to do groceries because like you can you actually can get beer and stuff delivered now. It, at first you couldn't, and they re- relaxed that. So you
1: I know your- some of the <laughs> the pandemic has relaxed like delivery laws for alcohol for sure, because I've heard stories about how you can like now you can just order. Booze, and it's not a big deal, yeah.
0: But you can't, but you can't order liquor because that's at the liquor store, and so it's not.
1: you, you have to go
0: to the like they don't do like the what is it, like drizzly, like the you can, you know, like it's kind of like the like grub hub for like booze, yeah. I've
1: heard ads not, not available in
0: Oregon because gotcha, so yeah,
1: yeah. Alcohol anyway. laws are interesting, anyway. That was a weird sidetrack. <laughs> Sorry, how we got off on that tangent, but yeah. anyway, we have lots
0: of uh, you know. Dispensaries here in, in Oregon as well. So Shaggy would probably be happy.
1: Oh, yeah. We have you tons know. of those now, too, after the legalized pot a few years ago. Uh, They're all over. <laughs> but I can't get a Dunkin' Donuts up here to save my freaking life. So I don't know uh, what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do drugs or drink. Just give me a Dunkin' Donuts. Come on. Anyway, it's okay. And the nearest Krispy Kreme to me is like an Issaquah. So that's like a. I can't.
0: I can't speak to Dunkin' Donuts because my only experience with Dunkin' Donuts was like back in like the 80s. Uh Because I lived where there was one, and it was not good. And then, like, I was when I know when Krispy Kreme was the big deal, and we had one in Portland in downtown. You could actually like, you know, they, you know, the whole thing was like you can watch them being made through the window
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: I remember work. I don't remember where I was working, but like one of the things was like, you know, they they brought some in, you know, as like you know the management, like, oh we're not going to pay you well but here are some donuts so you won't get mad at us kind of thing (laughs) and i was not impressed with the donuts but then also here in portland everyone loses their mind for fucking voodoo donuts which i I know i like donuts they're They're okay
1: i think the thing with voodoo donuts is you can't eat them stale which is weird because like stale donuts are
0: good it's just they're gimmick donuts it's like oh you can get like a dick and you can get ones with cereal on them and it's
1: like what? i think that's the thing is they were the donut and shop the, that kind the dude of who owns that. them is
0: total trash and treat oh, yeah. like garbage and yeah i just wish they would burn down honestly but
1: yeah i'm sure there's better donuts like and, I'm there sure that, and there there's a great donut shop near me that actually i was really craving donuts at some point this summer and i went there and i'd never been there before and i can't remember the name of it but they have this homer simpson donut and all it is is a donut that looks exactly like it just came straight out of the simpsons cartoon like it's really cool and I thought that was super sweet. And then they have some fun ones, too. So, like, some of the playful, weird ones, which, you know, I just usually just want, like, a jelly-filled raspberry. So, that's usually what I buy. But they had some fun, like, fancy toppings and stuff like that. And I was like, I need to go back there more. I don't eat donuts a lot. So, I haven't really been back.
0: Now, if you're listening <laughs> but, and you're in Portland or plan to come to Portland sometime, you need to go do delicious donuts on Grand. Okay. the best donuts in Portland. They also do a lot, a lot. The majority of their business actually is, like, they have a shop and it's run by a, a husband and wife and their family and they have some employees too. A lot of their business actually is wholesale and so they do oh, nice. wholesale stuff, but like those are the best donuts in town and they're super okay. nice and so yeah delicious. Next donuts. time
1: I'm in Portland, I will go there.
0: Yeah, for a while they stopped doing apple fritters. The best. Fritters apple fritters i've ever had in my oh, life. i love a good apple they fritter. stopped doing them though because it's like it's like it's like the the husband is like the guy who he does all the donuts right goes in there like super early and does all the stuff and the apple fritters were so labor intensive he was starting to have like physical issues like oh man and like you know they, they want to keep the quality and so like you know you know can you get someone coming and do it and it's going to be the same that kind of stuff but my understanding is that they've actually now doing them on if not an all-time basis like a, a semi-regular basis where they'll have them periodically so Nice, uh, yeah, yeah, delicious donuts. Boom, this is like the tangent. We got booze, we got donuts,
1: <laughs> tangent city. Anyway, thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks.
1: Go get yourself a drink and a donut and have a good yeah. day.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is. Well, again, you can't buy booze in a store. I would say there's a plaid pantry near Delicious Donuts, but you can't buy booze in there. You can buy beer in there though, so yeah, but or some steel reserve. There you <laughs> go. Anyway, all right, bye.
1: bye. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Hashtag religious to bedroom closet.
0: Episode production design and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, And the truth is what we make of it by The Agrarians.
1: Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us.
0: Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Season 2, Episode 3. Jeepers! It's the Creeper!
1: And try to figure out if, if the, the truth, truth is, is still, still out, out there. there. The truth is what we make of it. Episode Will in San Francisco with the gang. Daphne buys a golden mat. Did I call her Daphne or Daphne? I said her name weird. All right. One more time. Jeez, you this said, has been all you day. Said, you, said,
0: you said Will in San Francisco. I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Like, I'm just gonna God let it go. It.
1: Words, words. Oh Lord. All right, I can speak. While in rural
0: <laughs> San Francisco, Daphne's on a jury and has to be a juror. Rural juror. <laughs> I didn't know zombies could drive cars Well, these can Hang on, gang I'm gonna try and lose them I know a place
1: where I'm going And the place where I'm going just around the bend. You know there's a lot that I can show you And if you wanna go there I can get you in And I can make you happy if you love me too. I'll take you to the place where I'm going, and the place where I'm going isn't far away, baby. If you wanna get going, let your love start showing, and I. Hey. <laughs>
0: They say fish is supposed to be good for you. Yeah, but this is overdoing it.